If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do have a merch store or two, and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups, and then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny, but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on you know things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Uh, first things first, I want to address the uh, fact that I missed the two-year anniversary of this show. The show came out August 31st, first episode dropped, 2020. Uh, so, yeah, I I missed it. Oops. I know a lot of shows try to do big stuff for their anniversaries. I was actually planning on doing a live episode, um, have, trying to get some guests on and stuff. I'm still going to do it. It's just going to be a belated anniversary episode now, I guess, because, uh, frankly, I had a bunch of other stuff come up, and between getting sick and some other things that came up, I just didn't have the time to futz around and try and figure out how all the logistical stuff of doing a live show will work. But I have gotten some good information from some other people and figured out some stuff I can do to kind of circumvent the problems I was having. So it is now in the works and will be getting scheduled shortly. I just have to reach out to some people to see about getting some guests on. I'm going to try and probably shoot to have it go around two hours. I know that's a lot, so I'll, when I post it to the to the feeds, I'll break it up into multiple parts. But if anybody's interested in checking it out, I will keep you guys posted and there will be social media posts and everything once I get all the details hammered out. Second thing is I want to give a quick shout out to my supporters. Um, Miss Aaron threw by me a coffee and I now have four official patrons. I have Jake, B-Word, Josh, and the Iceman are all uh, signed up through the Patreon. So thanks, guys. Uh, there is the first official bonus episode has been posted. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a little bit more of a look into me and who I am and how I got to be the way I am. So uh, that's there. If you got any suggestions or ideas or things you want me to address in those bonus episodes, feel free to let me know. 
So as I'm recording this and looking into Labor Day weekend here in the States, um, it's kind of starting and I'm sure it's going to get worse as the weekend progresses, but I've decided I kind of need to detach a little bit from social media because it's become ridiculous the amount of just rhetoric and bullshit and fighting and division that's going on out there. Now, a few nights ago, the president got up, gave what had to be one of the most god-awful divisionist speeches I've ever heard in, you know, my entire adult life without actually having to watch speeches from, like, Hitler. And making, there's a lot of people out there making the comparisons. The visuals on the speech, I didn't watch it. I I don't actively watch this stuff anymore. I can't deal with it. I'll give myself an aneurysm watching these assholes. My blood pressure can't handle it. But, unfortunately, since I have to go on social media to try and plug the show and interact with people and, to a certain degree, to get material because my day-to-day life will... It's probably really interesting to people who know me, That's, but I really doubt it provides a lot of content for me to come on this show. Other than how many times can people hear me bitch about bad drivers in the state of Illinois? It's a fact. I live in Illinois. There's going to be shitty people on the road. Uh, particularly coming back from this pandemic where apparently everybody that was working home from home for the last couple of years forgot how to fucking commute. In the last few months, like, I, it's terrible to say it, but I miss the hell out of the the lockdowns and people having to work from home because I made it from my house to my job in about 35 minutes every day. The last two weeks, I've been averaging anywhere from 50 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on traffic. And almost every day there has been an accident or a car on fire on the side of the fucking road. I don't know what the hell's going on. I, I, this first 25 years of me having a driver's license, I didn't see as many car fires as I've seen in the last month. But I digress. Point is, I wanted to talk about how we're going into Labor Day. The president basically just said that, you know, 70 million American citizens are a threat to the heart and soul of this country, which is utter horseshit. You don't have to like people or agree with them. I personally think extremist leftists are every much as of a threat to this heart and soul of this country as the extreme right is. But this ass bag just kind of went along and blithely categorized everybody that has conservative beliefs is a threat to this, the heart and soul of this country and more or less called out these people saying that we weren't going to be able to, and I'm including myself in this group because I'm sure he would not consider me. Well, obviously I'm not a supporter of the current regime, um, but I wasn't a supporter of the last regime either. Ultimately, I think the entire system's fucked, and if you've been listening to me for any amount of time, you know that by now. If you're new to the show, you're you're jumping in with both feet on this one. I'm sorry. The system's fucked. Politicians are worthless. There should not be any such thing as lifelong career politicians. There should not be people that have been in office longer than I've been fucking alive. This country should not be helmed by a bunch of people that couldn't get hired on as Walmart fucking greeters because they're too old and too fucking incompetent. But they are. And we've allowed the system to get to this point. And I'm using the royal we because obviously I wasn't around for all the time. But starting in the late 70s, early 80s, and when these people started to be able to make being a politician a career, 
where they have golden umbrellas, they have parachutes that protect them. They're in one term and they're guaranteed a six-figure income for the rest of their fucking lives. They don't have to pay for insurance. They have state-sponsored health insurance and it's better than anything any of us are getting because there's no concern about the cost because they don't pay it. They pay it with our money. And I am a firm believer that the vast majority of our taxation is theft. They should not be taking our money to pay for programs we don't benefit from. They should not be taking our money to finance their salaries. They don't deserve. They should not be taking our money and shipping it across the ocean to other countries so they can get kickbacks and business deals and support their friends and family. It's all a bunch of hypocritical horseshit. So with Labor Day right around, hanging around for this weekend... We are seeing social media posts primarily they're coming from the left, from the from from the blue side of the aisle. And I've I'll, I'll admit, not my proudest moment, or maybe it is, depends on where you stand on things. But for my own joy, I've been just kind of been, you know, throwing some shade at every everybody I see posting something. Pretty much any politician that is posting anything about how workers make this country and all this other shit and how they're celebrating the worker today. You know, I'm calling them all on it because they're not fucking workers. They're not the common person. They're not blue collar. Every time I see a politician posting something about how they understand because they have blue collar roots, I just remind them how quickly you must have fucking forgotten then because every, every single thing you've done has made life worse for the blue collar people. Your parents are probably ashamed. Fuck you. Things to that nature, you know, because I am a very mature individual, <laughs> but it's the, like I said, the whole thing is there's all this rhetoric and all this usual bullshit. I mean, it's not like it's new, but it's ramping up and you'll see a lot of things out there. If you go outside of your particular echo chamber and do a little actual research, there's a, there's a really interesting, it's a bell curve thing that shows the rise and decline of societies throughout history. There's noticeable periods it's like uh 18 points that you know you start out with strong leadership and you know solid policies yada 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 the society crests crescendos becomes great then goes into decline and it's a natural cycle it happens literally to every society every culture every empire however you want to phrase it throughout history and it shows where we're at basically in the stage of this. We're on like step 16. We've got a couple more to go before the complete fucking collapse of this this uh, organization. Not necessarily to me, say like the United States is going to just go away, but the system itself is going to go through a radical change. Not necessarily, At this point, I honestly see it as going to be considered a collapse because the current financial institutions can't, keep going the way they're going without a collapse. And I'm not an expert in finance or anything like that. You're listening to the wrong podcast if you want, like, solid, backed information where I can say, I'm an expert at this and that. What I am is somebody that actually pays attention, looks at multiple sources, listens to people that are smarter and more experienced than myself on different subjects. I'm not an expert at everything in this world. And I will never claim to be because I'm not fucking delusional either. Anybody who claims to be the ultimate expert on something, <laughs> unless they've got a whole lot to back that shit up, is deluding themselves or trying to sell you something that doesn't fucking work. But, you know, a lot of people smarter than me are saying that's where we're at. There's going to be a financial collapse. And if you don't believe that, you're not paying attention. And we've got people out there pushing things that under 
other circumstances would be considered utterly ridiculous. Like World Economic Forum putting its people in different positions of power around the globe, trying to create a one world currency and saying things like we will own nothing and we will be happier for it because they seem to think that them owning everything and us just living to it's it's basically a, a new version of serfdom you have an elite ruling class that controls everything and you have all this little all the little peons that make the things actually happen for the benefit of the elite and i really hate saying things like that because particularly there was a time in my life where i would have listened to people saying that and just being like yeah you're fucking ridiculous you you need to go wrap your head in foil but Unfortunately, the way the world is going these days, they're not trying to hide it anymore. They're at that stage where they're ready to push these agendas and try and make the world and remake it into their image. I don't see that ending well because, unfortunately, there are still too many people out there that aren't drinking the Kool-Aid. They're not taking the blue pill. They're not whatever you want to call it. They There's enough of us out here that don't want to live that way, are not going to go peacefully into living that way, and it's... I don't see it ending well, and the thing that concerns me is seeing all this division and bullshit being pushed, and it's being pushed from both sides, but it's being pushed harder by the people that are actually holding the reins of things in this country at the moment, and it concerns me. It worries me. I mean, I don't live in fear of these things. I gave up my living in fear options a long time ago. What comes, comes. I'm personally at that point where I have definitely reached fuck it. I... (laughs) It is what it is, and we'll deal with it as it comes. And that's just kind of the way I feel about those things. I don't really see the point in making myself miserable worrying about things I have no control over. The only thing I can do is prepare myself so I can control how I respond to them. And that's kind of how I live my life in general, just trying to be prepared to control my responses to whatever life may decide to throw at me. But the thing is, like I said, all this division is being pushed. It's being fostered and fomented because it keeps us from focusing on the actual problem, which would be the people pushing this shit. Even the stuff, the social media posts I've seen, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, even the posts that are supposedly trying to be supportive and celebrate the people and you know honor the the brave workers of the United States who make this possible. And they real quick to point out how it's because the labor unions exist and they brought the evil corporate masters to their knees so people could live a better life. And the general overtone has one of three things in it. It's either big, successful businesses are the problem. They're the bad guy and we need the labor unions to strike them down. Or more people are supportive of the labor unions in America than ever before, and that's important. Or else your evil corporate masters are making you work on this super important holiday, but we're tweeting or posting or facing or whatever to show you that we're, we're unified with you, and we sympathize that you have to go to work today. Now, the problem I have with this is literally every single one of these things doesn't address how, yeah, labor unions got living wages. I'm not anti-union by any stretch of the imagination, but I am against the idea that unions are some be-all, end-all greatness. I've been, I've been in unions before. I had a union that I was in because if I wanted to get a job, I had to join the union, and I joined the union, and the union rep was a worthless piece of shit who was in bed with the company owners did literally nothing to represent his employees because the way the contract was worded, the 
the company still could do whatever the hell they wanted, basically. And the union could just go, well, you know, it's in the contract. You know, pay us your dues and sorry, we can't help you. So, yeah, I am skeptical when it comes to certain things. I don't think the unions are nearly as great as they used to be because they hopped in bed with the owners. They hopped in bed with the companies. And it's only so much about the actual workers and employees. Yeah, they get them better things than they might have gotten without the union being there. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, throwing them a distraction. (laughs) They're not going to get together and change things as long as they think they have all this effective representation. So that's the tone of a lot of the shit I've been seeing out of various, whether they be political figures or pundits or whatever the fuck you want to call them, tons of politicians posting shit about this and, like I said, trying to remind the people that they're they're of the people and they're for the people. Not a single one of them mentions all the governmental policies and interferences that make the employees' lot that much fucking worse. So, you know, why would they bring that up? Don't draw attention to the fact that they're taking 40 to 50% of the average worker's paycheck in taxes because why not? I mean, do any of us really get to keep the majority of our money? Eh, maybe, maybe around half, give or take. I mean, between those of us that have to pay for our own insurance or those of us that have to pay extra taxes to cover all the reckless government spending and all the other horse shit where they feel entitled to take from us to give to themselves. Yeah, no, they're not going to bring that up or point that out. Not even to blame the other party because as soon as they bring that shit up that you realize it goes both ways. It's on both sides of the aisle. There are certain things that no politician, no matter how bad they're trying to drag their opponents, will bring up. And that's how fundamentally fucked up the system is in the first place how fundamentally flawed the existing power structure is because they're all benefiting from it. They all, yeah, stirring up shit and talking smack about your opponents is fine, but if you look at it, the attacks are almost always personal. It's never they didn't accomplish anything while they're in office. It's they're a horrible person. They kick puppies. They they want to take away all your freedoms and all your rights. I'm the one that's here for you. It's never like, look, the system is fucking broken and we're going to try and fix it. There are there are a few politicians out there that take more of that approach. They're very few and far between because most of them don't even get a platform, much less elected. So that's just kind of my thoughts as we're going into Labor Day weekend. There's Politicians are pushing division. The laborers are being fed a load of horse shit. Uh, trying to say how great they are without actually doing anything to actually appreciate them. You know, it, it, it's the social equivalent of thoughts and prayers. It's ridiculous. It's it's just frustrating. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a short episode this week. Just, I, I'm sorry. I just don't, don't have it in me to carry on too much more about this. So I guess for now, we're just going to say that's what I had to say. Enjoy the weekend. Hope you have a good week coming up, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.